Hello and welcome to another episode of the Citizens of Lorcana podcast, a podcast where we invite you to be a part of their world. We're your host, Jared and James. Today we're talking about our Lorcana wish list. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to another week. Last episode, we were joined by the always amazing number one Emperor Cusco fan, Why Breezy, to talk about set three. Uh, today, with the holidays being right around the corner, James and I are sharing our Christmas wish list for Lurkana going into 2024. So, James, today's December 20th, and I've got the holiday spirit today. We've got the house decorated. This is the first year we actually put like Christmas lights on the outside of the house. My 12-year-old daughter was has been asking to do this for years. So finally, I was like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> And yeah, you, gotta, uh, you, gotta, you gotta give the kid some lights and some decorations. It's true. Well, I mean, we we decorate on the inside a lot, but okay. she even did a lot of the stuff on the outside. Like she got up on the on the ladder, she was hammering the the thumbtacks in. So it was a lot of fun. The presents are wrapped, like we're just in the mood. So we're not necessarily giving predictions for what we are expecting to see next year but rather what we would hope and like to see in Lorcana for the upcoming year. And this could be anything from like what we personally wish to see for ourselves to like what we hope to see in the community, uh, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally going to be like uh, all about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. I want presents. That's true. I, I think no, I'm actually, actually more global with my wishes than, than you did. Possibly. I, I mean, mine are uh, things that I'm sure other people will want and and benefit from as well in some cases. Uh, sure. So uh, I think it'll be fun. Um, so we've we've made these lists. We're going to talk about them as we go through them. We're going to just basically go back and forth. And uh, then we will uh, move on to the usual stuff at the end with Disney trivia. But we also have uh, an announcement about our next episode have we announced all of all of the details about that yet no no just a little teaser at the end of last episode so let's tease some more at the end of this episode okay all right okay so are you gonna are you gonna get started or am i i'm gonna go first right okay go ahead okay my first wish is something i might have said before uh but i want the Lumineers Troves to be on shelves everywhere like Pokemon ETBs are, where you can find the last five sets of Pokemon cards on the shelf at Target, and you can go pick up one of them whenever you want to be able to open up some packs, have some storage, get a booklet, whatever comes in those things, just like stuff comes in the Trove. I want to be able to find those on the shelf so that any random Thursday evening on the way home from work, if I feel like buying some Lorcana cards and I want to have like another trove, get eight packs, I want to be able to just pick those up just like you can Pokemon cards. I have to say, I'm not really into Pokemon, but when the 151 set released, I did buy an ETB uh, and it's sitting right here on my desk. And you're right, like it's just the perfect size, shape, container, holds cards, holds accessories. And the troves are that way too. But I mean, I got my set one trove at Gen Con. And then <clears throat> luckily my set two trove I just picked up on Monday. I got a tip from one of my fellow uh, Vegas Lorcana Illumineers. And I was able to place an order for a set two one here. But yeah, otherwise I haven't seen them and I am in love with that idea. Um yeah, and I, but I wanted to I wanted to not like harp on the whole like availability issue. I just wanted it for the fun of getting that little box with eight packs in it and that aspect of it where you can just go see it on the shelf and be like, I want to get that this week. I love it. I love it. So but this kind of reminds me of a discussion that's been taking place on Twitter where people say if you see product sitting on shelves, it's not a good sign for the health of the community. But as you say, 
I see product for Pokemon from prior sets, for Magic from prior sets. Like this whole discussion about product sitting on shelves for more than two weeks, it's kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it needs to sit there so that it's always there for people to buy when they are randomly asked for it for for holidays or birthdays or someone just gets the, oh, you know what? I remember Pokemon. Let me go get that. That's or, me. hey, you know what? There's a Disney game. Let me try, let me try that out. So, And it, the Trove is like the best. It's such a easy like intro to the game. Yeah. You get eight packs. You get all the accessories crappy accessories those could be improved on like okay i'm adding a, a mini wish tier i'm adding a sub wish tier wish and i don't <laughs> know if this is one of your future wishes but i wish they upgrade the quality of their accessories well now in the in the etb there's not a whole lot of quality stuff in there but they do include dice which is cool uh well, and they're like tokens and stuff are at least plastic yeah so i mean it's it's not like top quality but it definitely is a little bit more durable than the cardboard uh that they they put in the in the trove for sure that's a great wish i love that one <laughs> here's here's my number one wish <laughs> you're making me rethink these here uh <laughs> my number one wish is for organized play uh both the announcement um and the execution of it to be good uh one thing that robinsberger has done over and over again since the game launched is underestimate the appetite for this game. And I just want organized play to go off with it without a hitch. Like I just want this one thing to come out and be like, that was amazing. Not like that was amazing, but <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes, for sure. And not just like the competitive one, but I mean, I also really want, I don't want the casual fan event that they mentioned to be an afterthought. Like I just want it all to be good. Yes, for sure. And that actually uh, does a little bit tie into one of mine. But I, it was it's interesting because you mentioned about how they've underestimated demand like every step of the way. Um, I actually was uh, having dinner with uh, Sean of Parks and Cons last night. And, you know, completely unrelated, uh, he mentioned that the only people at disney run or disney events where there's like disney exclusives or some disney event going on it's like the only people who were ever surprised about how popular something is are the people who work at disney they just like walk around going like how why are there massive lines what's going on people want to buy this it's like everyone working for disney and i think by extension the 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 disease has transferred to Ravensburger. They just don't get how popular uh, things are like overall. You know, they they see. I mean, they, they see the numbers, they see the sales, but it's just like they don't quite get the the level of fanaticism that can get attached to these things. And you know, obviously, you know, yes, it's fanatics because we're fans. Um, but I just, yeah, it's just. Do make sure that you understand that there is going to be way more demand than you can ever handle, but also remember that there's going to be way more demand that you ever think as well. It's well, number one, it's interesting that you say that because I just listened to the recent Live Laugh Lorcana podcast. I think it was Katie who was on a Disney cruise and she said same thing like they would bust out their Lorcana cards, and not a lot of people were like playing Lorcana, but she said the Disney employees were all like, what is this? <laughs> um, <laughs> but number two, like if they announced organized play and they're like, Oh, we have spots for 32 people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or even like, even if it's just 128, I feel like that would not even be enough. I feel like the first real organized play event, it could easily get to 512. Like, I want this to be accessible for everybody who wants to have the ability to go play, to go play. Like, yeah, maybe future down the line, it's invite only. But for the first one, it would be awesome if they opened up the floodgates for as many people as possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think, I mean, we know that all the other games, I know they, all the other games have been going for much longer, but all those other games can get hundreds and thousands of people to the major events. And 
yeah, anything anything less than three or four hundred is, I think, going to be way too small. <laughs> yep. Way yep. too small. So yes, that's a good one. Definitely we need organized play to be big and to be run well. And clearly, like I'm no logistics expert. I cannot imagine what goes into that. But yeah, my wish is for organized play to just be a, a celebration of Lorcana and not be like, well, Gen Con was great, but day one sucked. You know, I just right. want people to feel like this was amazing. Anyway, okay, carry on. Number two. Okay. Number my number two wish is uh for there to be a goofy fishing card. Like from a goofy movie? It doesn't goofy has done lots of fishing, how to fish, whatever. Fishing's a thing for Goofy, so there needs to be a Goofy fishing card. I mean, the perfect pose has to be an action card. Like, not like you're talking about Goofy fishing, like the perfect pose. You, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter which, uh, you know, if there's a character that's like Goofy Fisherman or there's an action for, you know, Goofy throwing the, the perfect, what is it the called? The perfect cast. The perfect that's cast. That's what it is. That's what it has to be. That's what the action has to be called. But okay, something. So- Definitely that. So why why goofy fishing? That's very specific, it's, oddly it's just, specific. It's it's very iconic. It's just a thing with Goofy, and I love Goofy, so I want that Goofy. Okay. Now, do you want this Goofy to be like overpowered? Oh do no! You have like I just I don't do you have care. like a potential ability that you would like this Goofy to have. No, I just want a Goofy fishing card. I, I trust Robinsberger to make a good card or to have awesome art. Even if it's on like Honey Wizard, even if it's not on a great card, it's going to be awesome art. So, you know, just make one. All right. That's a good wish. My second wish is... <laughs> James, you're making me feel bad. I, I do have a couple of wishes like like what yours is. But my number two wish for Lorcana in 2024 is better communication from... Robinsberger. And I can't help but sit here feeling a little jealous looking at games like Star Wars Unlimited and be a little jealous of how much access um, the community has to the game developers and designers and just how involved. And I know the skeptic out there is going to say, well, Fantasy Flight Games is desperate to get anybody and everybody to buy their games. They have to repair their goodwill. But still, like I see the level of interaction that they have with their community, and I'd be like, "Oh, that'd be so nice!" <laughs> like they have the Discord now. I'm grateful for that. They're not super active on the Discord from what I've seen, but at least they have it now. Um, but I mean, how cool would it be to have Ryan Miller or Steve Warner or Rochelle sitting here on our podcast or on another podcast? And just talking about the game. Yeah, that would be very cool. Uh, I feel like it's going to be difficult to ever get that um, because of the Disney part of it, where they are so locked down in all of the contracts and all those kinds of things. Um, I will say that because it's the holidays, I am going to... I will feel the same as in they are not communicating well if by the end of january we don't have a lot of communication and different things coming out of the robinsberger team because i feel like they said that they're going to be announcing uh events and things for later in the year in january and it'll be a few weeks from into the Inklands, and there's just no reason for them to not step up and increase what they're doing in some manner starting with next year and just like hitting hitting the hitting the road running kind of thing and just like ramp up that's exactly where my head cannon is too i think right around the same time they're going to make the announcement they're going to release comprehensive rules or at least talk about the release of comprehensive rules and they will also get this ambassador program up and running. Like that's my head cannon right now is that all those things are probably going to happen around the same time. And then 
the full like PR machine apparatus of Robinsberger will be in full force. Yeah. And I, I'm not like we've speculated about this over the past year <laughs> about what might be holding that back. But for whatever reason in my head, it's like set three is a time where the machine is ready to go. Right. Yeah. And with, with the team in place and having to switch gears with Rochelle coming on halfway through the year, right before essentially right before, you know, everything was starting and kicking off. Right. Uh, just, you know, she had to both manage the release, you know, on the fly essentially and get ready for the floodborne stuff. So this is kind of like the time where now she's, it feels like she's set. She's got her, her plan in and you know, all the things, all the gears are going to start locking in and, and running smoothly, hopefully to, to go, you know, and kick off 2024, the first full year of Lorcana in that manner. Wait, I missed this. Uh, what's the context behind? She said her, she had her plan in. I just saw her mention on different times in discord where there, you know, she, is um kind of like the 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 person who is formulating the marketing plan uh, and how things are getting released and things like that so um you know the card reveals and all that are things that she has her she has her hands in a lot of different things oh yeah and so um in the beginning when she was first hired she couldn't put her stamp on it and she just kind of had to manage what was already in process but now I feel like she's running things from the beginning and able to push things out as the, you know, the head person in that area, you know, it's everything is flowing from, from her now, instead of kind of just hodgepodge, whatever was happening is happening and other things may change a little bit and whatever they can push through at this point, because something happened. I feel like everything's now going to be like streamlined. Yeah, I think you're right. I hope you're right. All right. So time for my third one. Yep. Okay. And this is when I think we've actually mentioned this multiple times, but I, again, I'm getting very specific. Uh, I want a Lorcana comic. Uh, I would love that. I mean, I would love it to be from Marvel and, you know, because obviously they're a Disney owned company, so it would, it would make sense, but it doesn't matter. It can come out from IDW or any of those other dynamite, any of those other publishers who want to, you know, get the license for it. Um, and I would love to uh, find some of the artists that they've hired to do covers, you know, new co all new covers. And you know how comics are these days. There's variant covers galore. Yeah. They can do card covers where they take a card and they use it as a cover. They can get new art. They can do all kinds of variants. And just like they're doing for different Disney properties uh, with comics in the parks, uh, I think that a Lorcana comic would be really awesome. But let me ask you a question on this. In this uh, like imaginary comic book, would you like to see the Illumineers like Martin and whatever the girl's name is, or would you rather just see like the Glimmers? Oh, I, I think it should be uh, a story with Illumineers because they are our stand-ins. They're the the they're the person that we would be in the story. So that's the in, you know, that, you know, you have to have an in to a story. Um, so that would be like, they would be standing in for us as the Illumineers reading the story. You know, we would be following their adventures as if they were our adventures kind of a thing. As long as if it's not Martin. <laughs> Poor Martin. <laughs> uh, what, what do you expect when you uh, unleash the flood by jamming right? some tunes? Now, you know, honestly, evil book, whoever was behind that, you know, that they were going to get someone to do it at some point. It was going to happen. It's just Martin was the unlucky one. <laughs> well, and I think it's just this whole demeanor with like the red hair. It's just like, you knew if somebody was going to do it, it was Martin. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I like that. And, and not just comics. I would love to see like novels. And I know it's a. I know it's a wish list here, but even a syndicated cartoon or something. Yeah. The, I think the reason, if uh, the reason I pick comic is because it's something that can realistically be done and out sometime next year. Okay, where that's true. Uh, an animated show is going to take two or three years to get out. 
if they start yeah. like if they started right now we wouldn't see it until 2025 at the earliest that's true okay my number three wish i'm going with the character here and this is going to come as a surprise to no one <laughs> but my wish is for oswald the lucky rabbit and the card ability would have some element of luck to it because he's the lucky rabbit so my first thought that i was thinking about was in other card games sometimes there will be a card that says uh, when you play this card uh name a card type so it could be action song a character and draw the top card if the top card is um you know matches what you said draw it to your hand otherwise put it on the bottom of the pile I think, and and maybe that's a silly ability, but I think where he's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, if you had something that had some element of luck to it, no dice roll. Um, I think that'd be really fun. That'll work. I mean, Mulan kind of has that ability, uh, and Mufasa has a similar version of that ability with the look at the top card. If it's this, play it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, no, having it be... Uh, something since he's, as you mentioned, he's the lucky rabbit. Yeah, having it be something where you can, uh, almost always get that kind of a card, right? Do something, do some kind of ability where you're like guaranteed to get some benefit from it because he's the lucky rabbit. Yeah, or I guess it could be like another version of develop your brain where you draw the top few cards and take one into your hand. Right. I don't know, but. And I don't care. Like Oswald doesn't even have to be a super rare or legendary. I just want him to be a cool card. I want it. I just want Oswald. Okay. And if we're going really crazy here, I want to reveal Oswald. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I, uh, I reveal Oswald. I've been petitioning for this for a long time, and I know there's a lot of people out there petitioning for card reveals. I don't expect anything, but this is my wish list here so there we go right there you go sub sub wish to to sub to wish number three is it have an oswald card and then That's reveal right. it. <laughs> man that would that'd be like peak i mean if that happened i would just like drop mike and probably drop. walk off into the sunset okay yeah exactly close close <laughs> the doors podcast over everything's done <laughs> Okay, let's hope they don't call my bluff on that. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for number four? Number four, go ahead. This one is, again, something that will benefit everybody. I want a line of Lorcana apparel. I want shirts and hoodies and hats. Let's make it all. We see all of the Ravensburger employees with stuff, and, and you see it, and you're like, I want that? And I can't get it. So make it. Yeah, it really does seem like a no-brainer. And for these official events that they have, especially the fan one, it seems like that would be a missed opportunity if they didn't have a merch store. Yeah, they need to they need to do that. There needs to be a merch store. But honestly, a lot of stuff. Honestly, it would be like a rerun of Gen Con, probably, where there'd be a run on the merch and like the first 50 people would get something. I know that's another thing where like, how do you gauge demand for that? We got to establish a baseline first. Yeah. I mean, one thing that one thing that they could do is they could make, uh, and this would be something that uh, would go along with making the the fan events feel special each time you go where they would do like uh, star Wars celebration. Every, every time they run one, they do key art that is on everything and they make, a bunch of different products that feature that key art for every different convention. So every convention has different t-shirts and different mugs and different puzzles and different everything. So they could make an exclusive shirt or shirts or designs or whatever. Same thing for D23 Expo. There's always exclusives that have this, that year's stuff on the shirts or other apparel. And they, they could do that for the Lorcana events that they run, the fan events, you know, done deal. I love it. And then, like you said, we see them wearing those hats. We see them wearing the shirts. They could just sell sell those right around from their store or whatever. I would totally pick something up. All right. My number four 
is for a new product type. And I'm delving into the realm of magic here. When I say that, I would love for a secret layer type product to come into Lorcana. And I, I know that that's something that would probably be divisive in the community because a secret layer is something from magic. It offers alternate version of like alternate art versions of different cards, but it's like a print on demand. So they're like, we have the set. You have like two weeks to order it if you want. And after that, we're not printing anymore. And I just think that that would be really cool to have alternate art. Like if I could get, I don't know, name, name, random artist, you know, that whose art I really like, like whoever did Honey Wizard, John Lauren, right? If they did like a secret layer of John Lauren with different cards, I would buy it. I'd probably buy it. Where he basically just does art for existing cards. Exactly. Like five or 10 different cards that are already in existence and he just does new art for each one and makes it a, a secret layer for John Lauren. Yep. That's pretty cool. I like that idea. I don't, the other thing that they've done is like they, they take all of their other properties or in the case of the one that was just announced uh, a month ago or so was they're doing Marvel and they're adding that as, you know, a line. I don't remember if it was secret layers or just like whatever new thing like the lord of the rings or whatnot you know it's an actual like magic set yeah i think um, it's an actual expansion but things like that where they've done like transformers and all this kind of stuff where it doesn't really fit in in with magic it's not like you know high fantasy it's it's transformers you know it's science fiction um that kind of stuff uh i don't know if it fits into Lorcana. I mean, because I don't think it fits into magic. I don't think it really does. But having it be different artists or different tr- special treatments or something, uh, I think would work for sure. Well, the thing that you're thinking about, it's called Universes Beyond right? Yeah, in, uh, in Magic, where they do take other IPs and integrate them into the game. And yeah, I agree. That is not something that I want to see in Lorcana. Who knows? Maybe 30 years down the road. I do want to see My Little Ponies in Lorcana. Just teasing. I don't know. I just thought of that because there's a secret layer with My Little Ponies coming out. Anyway. Um, but, I mean, secret layers could even be the way that you get like these Halloween-themed sets. Like, you could have a Halloween secret layer where you have the Fab Five dressed up as different characters. Because in my heart of hearts, as much as I want it, I don't think... Lorcana is ever going to sit there and do like a set that has a subset within it of Halloween cards. We just don't know. They might, but this would be the way for sure to get it done, especially since it's print on demand. I guess you could say Floodborne cards are like Halloween cards because they're dressed up differently, right? <laughs> kind of, I guess, but that's more cosplay than than Halloween. Come on. <laughs> that's true. Anyway, that's my fourth wish. All right, so for my final wish, uh, and this one is the one that kind of plays back to your first one, is my wish is that I get to play in an official Lorcana tournament. The ones that they announced, I mean, a convention one is fun, but I want to go to like one that Robinsberger runs their own separate events, like all of the whatever, the regionals or whatever they call them in all the other games. I want to go to an official Lorcana tournament. I want to play in it and I want to do, I want to play well. I don't necessarily need to win because I don't think I could. <laughs> I want to play to the best of my ability. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Like just being there for a whole day playing like high level Lorcana for six, seven hours. That does sound like a lot of fun. And that's definitely when I do my 2024 like goals resolutions that's going to be one of them going to official uh, Lorcana organized play events for sure yep yeah and who knows if it's at disneyland you just have to drive right down the road from you exactly <laughs> exactly okay my fifth wish because we all know if you know me like you know that i love sapphire so i want a set where sapphire ramp 
meta is an actual thing. I know with set two, we have kind of a sapphire meta with the popsicle deck. Even like popsicle deck was mostly a thing for a week or two, but it's not built around the ramp package. There's ramp in it, but it's not the main focus of it. I really want to use ramp and I want to drop big boys like Goofy on turn five. Yeah, Yeah, that's my wish. (laughs) That would be pretty awesome. Get out those eight, nine, eight, nine cost characters on turns five, six. That'd be awesome. I can see that. Yeah. But then they just die to removal. <laughs> but now there's locations coming and maybe locations are going to offer some protection. Yeah. Who knows? <clears throat> okay. Should I read some of the listener comments for uh, their Christmas wish for Lorcana 2024? Sure. All right. So on Twitter... I basically put out the same question. If you, besides product availability and product being sold at MSRP, if you had any wish for Lorcan in 2024, what would it be? So I'm going to share some some of the highlights here. The first one comes from our good friend, Brandon Brimley of Brimley Games. He says, my main hope is for comprehensive rules. Makes sense. Uh, my sky's the limit hope is for more options for playmats. I would love to pick your favorite Lorcana art for Robinsberger to put on a playmat. For example, he would love to see the Musketeer Goofy on a playmat. And uh, I don't know how difficult a print-to-demand playmat service would be, but that would be pretty sweet. I don't think it's that difficult because there's places like Inked Gaming where you can just send them an image and they print it for you and send it back. Mm. You know? Okay. And it's not even that expensive. I mean, they're uh, maybe five or ten dollars more than the the current uh, playmats from from Lorcana. So I mean, they're they're reasonably priced for having you know a, a, ge- a generated image, you know, a, an image that you send in. So a, a printed for you, print that on demand. Yeah, you know, it's not that bad. No, that's really not. And I could see. I could see that being very popular. <clears throat> There's so much good art in this set. And I think kind of in that same vein, you've mentioned this before, puzzles. Yeah. Lorcana puzzles. Okay. Our next comment comes from Jedi Geek Girl. And she lists a lot. But it's in no particular order. Uh, Jose from the Three Caballeros in Lorcana. Uh, official Lorcana swag, which we talked about. Lorcana puzzles and books. She wishes for a Lorcana event in Minneapolis, close to where she lives. An official Disney Lorcana podcast. A new kind of product added to the set lineup. Each set. I'm not sure exactly what that means. The announcement that Lorcana will be doing rotation later. So uh, when Lorcana has been out for a while, certain sets rotate out so they're no longer tournament legal. What do you think about those wishes? Those are good. Those are good wishes. I think I we're gonna get some some three caballeros. I don't see why we wouldn't. In fact, there was a three caballeros mug when I was walking through World of Disney down at Downtown Disney last night. So they're still getting products. So of course they're gonna get something. Yeah. Uh, this is from Stephen Duck Kemper, who said, "Sideboards well, makes sense." Uh, Allowing for note-taking of cards in hand that have been revealed. More stacks slash mill cards. And this is where we need... Okay, before we get into that, what are your thoughts on those wishes? Well, I mean, sideboards are a thing, I suppose. Uh, I I don't know if Lorcana needs them. Uh, there's been arguments back and forth that I've seen where the sideboards are basically the stuff you put into your deck that's the tech stuff that can become ink if you don't need it so it's it's like do we need it do we need to up the complexity of the game to match the other games or do we want to leave Lorcana where it is with the complexity built into what you ink what you don't ink you know all of those kinds of things I'm going to let them the game designers figure out whether they're going to have it or not and then I'll just go with whatever they decide. 
I will say I'm a pro team sideboard. I think adding more customization into the game is a good thing. <clears throat> and I, mainly because if in these early sets, there's like such a rock, paper, scissor feel to it that if you just run into the wrong deck, you just don't have any chance of winning. But if you were able to sideboard something in to counter it, it gives you a chance. So my question for you, and this is where we probably need to bring back Lorcana Lexicon. Do you know <laughs> what Stax is? S-T-A-X? Uh, I've heard the term Stax uh, for magic, uh, but I'm not sure if that's specifically it. Yeah, it comes from magic. Do you know what it is? It's uh, where you are playing. You're, you're putting a bunch of cards into play that then are resolved in the order that they're stacked. Oh, so you're thinking of a stack. <clears throat> this is S-T-A-X, stacks. So it comes from a card in Magic the Gathering that has the name stacks in it. But yes, I know what you're talking about. But this specifically is a type of card that when you play it, it's it applies like a global effect. So the example that somebody gave was like, if you played a card and it was on your side of the board and it said, Every time the opposing player plays a character, they have to pay one more ink. That is an example of what a stacks is. So, gotcha. I, I, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Mill cards. Um, I think mill's a thing that's going to be here to stay. Mills, I mean, if you've ever played mill, it's kind of fun. Um, but it's not like super viable. So maybe if there's a world where it could be more viable, I'm okay with that. Now, when you say it's fun... You're talking about it as the person who is playing mill, not the person who is being milled. I like, I mean, I like it either way. (laughs) What? I mean, I I don't hate it. Like, are you kidding me? You have your hand and you have like one or two cards or five, whatever. And then they play a whole new world and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to get now? Like, it's just fun. But yeah, but we can get into the, the argument that that's not really mill. Mill is, from what I understand, that the the true mill decks are taking cards off of your deck and going straight into banished. Okay, yes, and you just yes. never even get to touch them. Okay, I like a whole new world type of mill. That type of mill, I wouldn't like. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's the kind of deck that the people that are like, I want mill. That's the kind of thing people are wanting, where they can just continually play cards that. All they have to do is basically force you to deck out. Yeah. And that's that's not fun. No, you're right. Okay. So now we just, we got a lot of different um, properties and or character names. So I'll just read these and we can share our thoughts on them if you want. Illumineer's Quest at Lorcanapod. Um, Big Hero 6. Yeah, yep. I'd like to see Big Hero 6. I think Baymax would be awesome. Um, John Vinson at Johnny Vinson 84. Gimme Encanto. Yeah, we're going to get Encanto. For sure. At some point. Uh, the Happy Illumineer at Happy Illumineer says, I would love Megavolt and Powerline. My favorite electric-based Disney characters. Uh <laughs> I'd also like more organized play. It's really fine groups outside of starter deck leagues. Yeah, I think once set three comes out and product becomes more widely available and you got locations and specifically when like organized play is announced, I think we're going to see the player base grow again. Okay, Nerd Knight at Nerd Knight 111 says Kita as a legendary, or dare I say enchanted. Um, they also said pull an enchanted, um, win more than two games in a single night at league. We're here for you. If you ever have any questions in Nerd night, we're here for you. Just ask us on Twitter if you need help with your deck. A song card based on a friend like me and probably far-fetched, but be allowed to reveal a new card. Maybe one I'd use myself. This person says, Matt Lilly says, uh, more modern Disney cartoon stuff like Gravity Falls and the Owl House, just to give a couple of examples. I feel like 
uh, with Into the Inklands having already announced the Disney Afternoon 90s stuff, that that basically is just letting letting us know that, yeah, guys, if if, if it's being animated, guess what? I, we're going to try pulling from it if, if we can get to it. It's at some point, we're going to get to almost every single thing that Disney has animated. <laughs> Does that mean we're going to get Doug and Lorcana? maybe you imagine i mean who knows right i i mean and then you know throwing that throwing that down i mean that means to me that means we're going to be able to get things that were in live action movies that have animation too like mary poppins and bed knobs and broomsticks and things like that uh my first thought was enchanted (laughs) and enchanted yeah um, all of those things, you know, where there's animation in the movie, even though it's a live action movie, I feel like those all become much more viable now that they've announced that they're doing Disney afternoon stuff. Yeah. Probably a little more realistic here in the short term, Lorcana Talks, at Lorcana Talks, the number one duck fan on Twitter said, Darkwing Duck and Launchpad McQuack. I'm like... I don't know. I, I think that we're going to get uh, there's a very good chance we're getting those in, in into the Inklands. I feel like Launchpad for sure, but I feel like Darkwing they'd make a bigger deal about. I don't know. Well, I mean, they they have all kinds of stuff that came out in, in uh, Rise of the Floodborne that they didn't really announce. It just, hey, look, look at this awesome thing that's in here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like when, when the Wreck-It Ralph uh, card showed up, it's like, what? Wreck-It Ralph? And Steve loves um, Darkwing Duck so much, you know it's going to be an Enchanted. Uh, one other person, Kintaro, said, I know a certain friend who'd like to see the Rescue Rangers. I said, is that friend me? Because I'd love to see the Rescue Rangers. But <laughs> they did not respond. So those are some of the Christmas wish list items from the community. I feel like, as I, I think, we've again, something we've said before, as long as this game lasts for a few years we're going to get so much stuff that are on these people's wish 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 lists that you know at a certain point everyone's going to be like you know you remember that like poster that was up on a wall in that one scene in in inside out because now you know we're at the point where pixar's already in it you remember that one poster i want to get like whatever was on that poster in the game because they've done everything else (laughs) background character background character i mean they've technically already done something like that by pulling in the like the the easiest example is that mouse armor was seen like in the background of a couple of scenes or whatever in in the great mouse detective so i mean they're pulling esoteric random stuff (laughs) and i think it's going to keep going like the entire life of the game i love it so before we move on to the ending segments, since this is our last regular podcast of the year, I wanted to get your top highlight from 2023, Lorcana. Wow. I know, putting you on the spot here. Putting me on the spot. Um, Let's see, going through that, and then there was all of that stuff, and then getting the game and playing... Uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to be pro- uh, one of your top ones too. I don't know if you'll pick it, but uh, playing a game with Steve Warner in the middle of the night at Gamma. Yeah, that was going to be my number one. <laughs> that's that's just something that, you know, um, in mentioning Sean at Parks and Cons again, he's like, you know, you can buy a ton of stuff, but you can't really buy experiences. And or, I mean, you can obviously, but I mean, the the experience, you know, collecting experiences is sometimes more satisfying than collecting things, or even most of the time. Who knows? Depends on how you are. But collecting that experience is definitely uh, the highlight of the year. When I feel like even in that moment that we were there, we knew how special it was. I mean, it was one o'clock in the morning. We were all dead tired. But here was Steve, designer of the game. He just wanted to play. He just wanted to play. And 
So we went into the hotel lobby and we played a multiplayer game. And you, me, Liam from Illumiteers and Steve, like it was one of the coolest experiences that I'll I'll ever look back on and and remember for sure. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, since we had the same one, maybe I'll come up with a new one. Um, okay. Yep. The yep. second one for me is the Gen Con meetup. Um, it was just like a, it was just a flash of a moment of a thought for me where I was like, you know what? What if we actually organized a meetup at Gen Con for the Lorcana vans? And then I threw that idea out there and somebody's like, you should do it. And so I submitted an application. Didn't hear back until the week before. Like we were <laughs> making plans to meet at Lucas Field, Lucas Oil Field Stadium. Because we're, we're like, we just hadn't heard anything. And they're like, hey, you got approved for a room. So I, you know, I put the attendance, I put it as a free event, like 100 people. And it sold out like that. Like people snapped up tickets. But then to actually be there and we're all just sitting there talking Lorcana, trading cards, actually holding the game in our hands for the first time ever. Well, that's pretty special. But then when Steve, Ryan, and Rochelle walked in, and I wish you were there, James. We clapped. <laughs> I mean, when they walked in and we saw them, the whole room just clapped. And, you know, of course, Ryan always knows what to say for the occasion. But Steve and Rochelle were both kind of like just taken back. And Ryan was like, oh, you guys are so gracious. You know, we're just so grateful to be a part of this. That's the kind of community involvement that I love. Like they were there with us in that moment. And then they, they weren't just there and made an appearance. They stayed for a good hour, hour and a half, and they tried to talk to every single person who was there. It was it was pretty special. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, moving right. on to ending segments. <laughs> ending segments. Uh, so we already did a Lorcana lexicon. We don't need to worry about that. Uh, was there any news? Well, there is some news. We have a couple new cards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first one is uh, Mama Odie, uh, six cost, uninkable, uh, in Amethyst with uh, three strength and six willpower, and the ability to listen to your mama now. Whenever this character quests, you may move up to two damage counters from chosen character to chosen opposing character. And she has two lore. So this is, if, if you happen to read uh, The Gamer... And there's an article that came out a couple of days ago that uh, Eric uh, Schweitzer wrote that uh, was basically titled uh, Learning to Recognize Good Abilities on Bad Cards. That's what I said about this card. I was like, I can recognize that this is a good ability, but it's on a bad card because it's uninkable. It's a six cost and you don't get the ability until she quests, which means it's probably going to get removed or something's going to happen. You know, you'll get to use it once if you're lucky. Uh, there it's conditional because there has to be damage on your character in order to do it. So, okay. But this card was made to go with teeth and ambitions. How nasty is that card? If you have mama Odie on board, play it quest with her and you just put four damage and this damage goes around resistance as yep. well. Yes. No, it's it's awesome. No, it's an awesome card. Like I said, it's a it's an awesome ability. It's just the usability of it. If there's gonna if there's gonna be a song or an action with this ability, that will get played before this card does. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the other uh new card we got? We just got this week. We have Windy Darling on Sapphire, my color, three cost, inkable. She has three strength, one willpower. <clears throat> Uh, so it's Wendy Darling Authority on Peter Pan. She's a storyborn hero. She has ward. She has support. She has two lores, and she is super rare. And the art makes it look like she's underwater. Well, she is underwater. You can see the mermaid swimming in the background. Somebody's like, is that Ariel back there? But then we were all reminded there are mermaids in Neverland. Right. Since this is storyborn. Yeah. Although yeah. she would be in Lorcana, not necessarily in uh, Neverland. So who knows? It could who knows? be. 
What do you think? Good card? Bad card? (laughs) Well, again, this is another card I had a discussion with on Twitter. Um, It feels like a rich man's version of Phil to me. I mean, (laughs) she cost another one. She has two lore and she has ward. But it's like she has one willpower. I mean, you can use her basically once and she's gone. I feel like if she had evasive instead of ward, she'd probably be better. Or if she had resist instead of support, she might be better. But this is a very squishy card for super rare. And I'm just hopeful that there's like a Peter Pan or some other darling card that makes this card make sense to me or a location. Right. Yeah, like a Neverland or a Lost Boys hideout that, you know, all characters in the Lost Boys hideout get plus two resist or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's I I understand it's it's a super rare, which everyone's like, you know, I would feel bad pulling this as a super rare in the super rare slot you know, because it's not a card that you're going to use most likely. But we'll see. Uh, I mean, not every card can be awesome, I guess. And, you know, I, I, I was like, well. I pulled a whole lot of marshmallows out of the first chapter and that's a super <laughs> rare and, and that thing just, just sits and it never gets used. So it happens. That's true. It's a beautiful card though. Like yeah. I definitely want four of. But it's in Sapphire. It's your, it's your color. That's right. All right. Uh, that was about it. Is there any other, there's really no other news right now. Cause I mean, it's the holidays there. I'm sure the offices are pretty empty. They're all on vacation, enjoying time with their families, friends. So the only thing that I saw right before we started recording is that they released the product images for Into the Inklands in English today. So yeah, the the higher res, uh, detailed, uh, bigger detailed pictures. I saw those too, but also just being in English. So yeah, we we don't have to go to Google Translate. Arlevu. I wonder if we're going to see the Italian boxes since set three is going to be released in Italian. Oh, yeah. So that'd be four different languages, right? Yep. yep. This time? All right. That's another uh, language to collect uh, some cards in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do finally have a uh, French card. Oh, nice. I, I have to get a German card now. I got a, a Bell a Strange but Special foil in, in, oh, uh, in okay. French. Okay. Yeah. It was appropriate. I'll allow it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you ready for some Disney Jeopardy? I'm ready for Disney Jeopardy. All right. Uh, I mentioned this before we started recording. This is themed. Uh, you will probably get the theme within the first question or two. Okay. And I will just warn you in advance, this is not just Walt Disney animated based. You always do this to me, James. But don't worry. I think it'll be okay. All right. Are you ready? Uh, I guess. Okay, for 100. This was the first Walt Disney animated film. Uh, What is Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs? That is correct. Boom. Okay. Right. For 200. This is the first Pixar movie. What is Toy Story? Correct. Well done. I'm giving you, I'm giving, lobbing you up some softballs. Yes, you are. You get the theme yet? Uh, first of different franchises. Okay. For 300. This was the first person to voice Mickey Mouse. Who is Walt Disney? That is correct. All right. So, you ready for the 400? I, I guess, I guess I'm not sure what the theme is besides first of. It's firsts. Okay, okay. Yep. Okay, 400. This was the first Lorcana revealed after the D23-7. Who is Olaf? No! Hold on. Hold on. on. After the D23-7? There was a card revealed before Olaf. Olaf was the second new card after Oh, it was Dragon's Fire. That's correct. Dragonfire. Yeah. I'm going to give you uh, 0.7 points for that one. <laughs> okay. Now we sound like the overexerted guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one, 
we're back to this one. Uh, you know, for the 500, I'm giving you Walt Disney Animated Studios. So it's back to back to on point. This was the first Disney princess movie to be rated PG. PG? Wow. Um, and I'm guessing it's not one of the first few. I honestly have no idea. So I'm just going to say it's modern era. Okay. I was going to go Cinderella, but that's not modern enough. I'm thinking, uh, what is, what is, uh, beauty and the beast? No. Little mermaid. Nope. That's Renaissance era. It's after that modern Aladdin. No, it's it's tangled. It's tangled. Tangled. Really? Not until Tangled was there a Disney princess movie rated I, No, I never would have guessed. Yeah. There That's you go. Crazy. You got 3.7. <laughs> awesome. All right. So did we want to tease what is coming up for our end of year uh, podcast? Yes. Or let's we want to announce it. Let's, do we want to just announce it? So next week, James and I started broadcasting together or podcasting together on December 31st of 2022. Well, that's when the first episode was released. And to celebrate, we're having a one-year celebration, and we are inviting a who's who's list of all the people who have celebrated this journey with us, helping us along our way. And we're just going to do this big celebration of Lorcana, of our podcast. We're going to do giveaways. And it's going to be a live stream. A live stream? We've only done like one 12-minute live stream. We've done and, one. And yep. now we're going to do basically like a two-hour multi-guest, like bringing people on, bringing them on, talking to them for a few minutes, next guest, rotating guests, giveaways, all in like two hours next week. So here's a behind the scenes thing. I'm like a stickler. I don't like episodes to be more than like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. I'm sure that drives James crazy. But for me, I, like I start to get antsy. But for our one year celebration, two hours. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, so we're doing this next Friday on when our episode would normally drop. We're doing it in the evening because, yes. you know, we have jobs. We have to do it after our jobs. Um so it's going to be next Friday, the 29th, which, if I actually remember correctly, was the date we recorded our first episode, was the 29th last year. That could very well be. I think it was. Yeah, because we typically record two days before dropping. Yeah. Um, um. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have uh, multiple guests. And, of course, there are going to be way more people who were involved in our journey for the last year than we can actually have on in two hours. Right. So we fit in as many as we could. Everyone else, uh, we love you. We thank you for being a part of our journey. And uh, hopefully you will be able to tune in and contribute and chat with us. And uh, you'll be with us for the next year. And I'm trusting James here as the live casting expert that we can figure out a way to do like giveaways and stuff on the stream. I think, uh, I think that as a teaser, I think we're going to do a couple of giveaways, at least a couple during the live stream, just for the live stream audience. But I think we have a few different things that we want to give away, uh, both uh, Lorcana and not Lorcana. What? He's showing <laughs> me some things. I want to win that. I'm going to give away a set one gift set on our stream. I want that. You you cannot enter. I can't enter. Right. Oh, <laughs> man. Holding out. I have um, a couple, I, at least two uh, Ravensburger puzzles that I will be uh, adding to the giveaway. Oh, uh, nice. And I, I'm not sure what else we have, but I mean, uh, we should do two, at least two on the live stream. So you need to be tuning in to win. And then I think that, uh, Jared, maybe we should do one on... Uh, on your Twitter uh, so that all of your followers can participate like over the weekend, maybe. So like do a giveaway for the gift set for people who retweet the announcement of our live stream. 
I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, so Stay I tuned. think we should do one on Twitter, and I think we should do one, at least one or two, during the live stream itself, just for the audience who tunes in. Um, yep. So you have a, you, you're going to have a better chance of winning during the live stream, because uh, obviously it's going to be on a Friday night, and it's going to be a little late. So there won't be a massive audience, so you'll have a good chance. Yeah, that's true. All right. That's well, it. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you heard, you can follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe on the podcasting platform of your choice. You can find me on the website formerly known as Twitter at Citizens of Lorcana. And James, where can they find you? You can find me everywhere online at Dan Regal. And you check out GeekShotPhoto.com for links for myself and my wife uh, for social media and photography stuff. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you next week.